It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord, and now we're going to be looking in the Scripture a little deeper here. And you can look at your bulletin right here. Mine's right here. And right here on the back is some, a place to take notes. And as we focus on the Scripture and focus on this question, I want to invite you into really looking at our lives individually, taking this time to ask yourself, when you look at these three words, attention, connection, and action, I promise to give you something that we can all work on together. We can take from here and we can really think about it. And we can say, okay, God, I'm ready to what, to what you want to teach me today. And there's two words today that I'd, I'd like to focus on. And the one, the first one is the season. Everyone say season. It's an applicable word for where we are right now. And the other word is reason. Everyone say reason. One of the things that I, that I think you'll take with you is to be able to, to identify in our life what season we're in. Sometimes the seasons are long. Sometimes they're short. But we're definitely in a season. It's as simple as looking out and saying, it's wintertime, right? What are the conditions of wintertime? It's cold. It's snowy. We all know what summertime is. Those are those conditions when we're looking in our life, and God has us grow through seasons. Whatever season you're in in your life, there's a reason for that season. There's a reason for the season you're in, and many times, I've been in a lot of seasons that I just wish would just end. Can anyone give me an amen on that? You know, you just, you're just going, Lord, how long is this going to last? What is going on here? And God, like a good father, is standing next to you, whispering in that still, small voice with the circumstances of our lives. And we, some days we want to just change the weather, Right? I'm, I'm really thankful for the weather yesterday that it was warmer, right? That would have been a blizzard especial. That would have been crazy, and it would have been hard to have church today. Would have been good for Schwinger lawn care, right? But no one cares about that, right? Except, well, we did pray for you last year, and I'm not praying for you guys this year. I'm really not. Because we had those storms come in on Sunday. I'm like, Lord, have mercy on us. But these, but these seasons we're in in our life, it's, it's easy to forget what season this is all about, especially when it's something as simple as we got reindeer and trees and all this wonderful stuff. We just look at the season around us and it's, you know, Christmas wreaths. I remember the Christmas wreath my mom would make. She would make it out of, she would take cuttings from the tree and weave it into the wreath and it was this very careful, intentional thing that she would do. And I, could, I remember smelling the, the wonderful evergreen as we had our Advent wreath like we got ready for Advent. And we would light that around the, around the kitchen table and have this tradition of getting ready for Christmas. And so there's all these things about the season, right? There's things to celebrate. Who remembers this right up here? Just on the 22nd, we had this children's program where many of your kids were involved and it was so cute. Here we have the Edgestrar. 
right here. We had the, the inn, and we had Mary and Joseph, and we had this wonderful, uh, wonderful settee right here, looking at the, the family with the angels. Look at that little angel. Isn't that cute? We had angels. We had baby Jesus with a binky. Didn't know they had those a couple thousand years ago. We had shepherds. We had the holy family. We had, oh, isn't that another really cute angel? Everyone say, aw. We had uh, volunteers. Let's give a hand for the volunteers. We couldn't, have, we couldn't have made it happen without you. And thank you, Diane, and many others. Here, here we had Christmas Eve. Wasn't this a wonderful setting, Christmas Eve, where we had the whole Richards clan up here? It was just a wonderful way to celebrate the season. And it's wonderful to do this because we all had the candles and sung Silent Night. Uh, we had scripture readings. We had uh, the decorated sanctuary. We had Christmas boxes. Wasn't that an amazing way to serve the community? We had the, the Lions Club right down the hallway in there. There's so many ways that we serve the community. Um, what I loved about the Christmas Eve service was the scripture reading by Julie. That was just an amazing way to enter into God's word and to celebrate God's word by reading scripture. Um, it came upon the midnight clear uh, joy to the world, silent night, holding up our battery-operated safe candles. But actually, they're there because it's a lot of mess whenever we have, when we have candles, right? I'd like to have candles, but then I love Gwen Lavelle, too, and, and she scraped up a lot of wax for a lot of years, and I just thought, you know what? That makes sense. I'll hold that battery-operated fake candle proudly because we can serve Gwen like that. You know, it's a, it's a great way to uh, take pleasure, take pleasure in the season, but also remember that there's a reason. And this was something I was praying about all Advent, and then Sharon uh, Sloss served us by the, the, the little candy canes and giving out the little cards. There's a couple of them back there with this, with this really poignant picture when you think about the season, it's really great to, to think about chestnuts roasting on the open fire and, and just wanting to celebrate. And wait a minute, like, let's not rain on the parade. Let's not pour water on the chestnuts roasting on the open fire, right? Let's just capture that Christmas season. But then we know that Jesus came for a reason, Jesus came for a reason. As a baby, he came, and then many people said, hey, yep, that was Jesus. We saw Simeon, we saw the shepherds, we saw the wise men, we see all this confirmation that God went to great length, and then Jesus grew up and lived this incredible life. And he healed, and he, and he, and he gave signs and wonders, and he taught things that were brand new. And when you look at the, when you look at the New Testament and the Gospels, it's just a, really short section of scripture. I encourage us all this year to just commit to really digging into, does this, does this look intimidating? Just a few pages, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Could we, as a church family this year, commit to just a few pages? Read it through and read it through again and again and again, because I've been reading this wholeheartedly for 
30 years and I'm still challenged by it every time I open it. I'm still blessed by it. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all just say, let's look at a non-intimidating way to understand and to see what season we're in. What reason, God, why, why is this happening to me? This is a key right here to knowing the reason for the season that we're in. Because Jesus, yes, Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus came to save, save people like us, and he's been, in the, he's been in the saving business for years. I don't know about you all, but, but when we think about this, have you, could you all just kind of say, hey, God, like, you know, die? I don't, I don't want you to die. Like, you know when someone does a favor for you, and it feels like a lot, and you feel like, oh, I don't want you to go to that trouble. If, if, if we really step back and we think about what God did, the great lengths that God did to come into the world and to, and to be presented as a baby, to be vulnerable, to go through everything he went through, and Mary and Joseph and the slaughter of the innocents, and they fled to Egypt, and this is a huge adventure. And what, what do you think Mary and Joseph were thinking right after Jesus was born and all this happened and they had to flee to Egypt. Do you think they questioned the season they were in and what's the reason? And how can we relate to this when we look, when we look in our lives and we just say, well, you know, God, I, you know, I don't want you to serve me. Did anyone else have that issue? Could we look in scripture and see this confusion about the season and the reason? Let's Let's take a look at one Bible character and see if we can find ourselves there, should we? Let's look at Peter in, uh, in John chapter 13. In John chapter 13, I've got it marked here. It's uh, on, page, on page 900. And if you look at John chapter 13, down here at the end, the second column of the bottom of page 900 on John 13, Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where are you going? He didn't know the reason of what Jesus was talking about. And Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Peter was thinking about fighting, right? Because Peter's a fighter. And that's the, first, that's the first point that we can take home with us. If you can relate to Peter being a fighter, it's really tough to identify the reason for the season you're in. Because if you're a fighter, if you're a strong person, if you've fought through adversity and you've, and you've gone to that, we kind of resort to that. And Peter was a, a fisherman. Peter was a fisherman and fishermen have to fight all the time just to stay alive, let alone catch fish. I wonder if anyone of us can relate to Peter and just kind of going, Lord, like where you're going, I want to go too. And Peter said, and Jesus says, no. And then he finally tells Peter, like you're going to deny me three times. And Peter's like, no way, that'll never happen. But there's a season that Peter was in and he learned the reason after Peter died and rose from the dead. He knew that he couldn't do it for himself. 
Isn't there many times where I think we get messed up, we get confused between the season and the reason because we want to do it for God, we want to do things on our own? Can anyone relate to that? Like you say, God, I got this. I know you've got a lot of problems in life. I want to be responsible. I want to do this for you. A few verses earlier, Jesus had said to Peter, hey, let me wash your feet. What did Peter say? Oh, go ahead, Jesus, go ahead, here's my foot. No, he said, you'll never wash my feet, right? Can anyone relate to that? About being in a, in a season of life where you wanna be self-sufficient or, or maybe you're, you're happy to be self-sufficient and that you don't want God to serve you, you wanna serve God. You wanna fight for God that it's so hard to identify a season where God says, let me fight the battle. And for a fighter, it's hard. For a fighter, it's hard to identify that season and then to say, God, okay, what do you want me to do? And sometimes God says, I want you to wait. And we go, no, 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 let me, let me do this. Does anyone ever wait for a train out there and just thinking about like going the other way around it? You know, you just don't wanna wait. You don't wanna sit there you don't want to sit there and wait. It's so hard when God says, wait, we're like, but, 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 but. I'd rather go a mile out of the way than wait at a stop sign and kind of go, okay, God. I wonder if any of us can relate to Peter and being a fighter. And then there's another guy that I thought about, Jonah. Jonah, remember Jonah and the whale? God said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah lived right on the coast of Israel. He lived right on the coast of Israel. And God gave him some instructions. And what did God want him to do? He wanted him to be obedient. There's this opportunity that God gives us in his word if we dig into it again. Just a few pages here, folks, can change our life together if we read it together and really Soak into it together. We can be ready when that opportunity comes. Jonah wasn't ready. God said, go to Nineveh. Go to that bad place. You know where Nineveh actually is? Nineveh is actually in Iraq. Some Americans have been there fighting valiantly. It's in Mosul up in, up in the north. Jonah didn't want to go there. You know where he went? He went the other direction over the ocean. He didn't go inland. He went the other direction. God gave him this opportunity to understand the season that Jonah was in and there was a reason for it and he almost died, right? And so God wanted to save some people and Jonah really thought, well, I know better than that, God. I'm not going there. You don't wanna go to those Ninevites. And the amazing thing is, is that God just like made it happen for him, right? He went overboard, the whale swallowed him and spit him up on shore, and then he finally went to Nineveh. He finally went to Nineveh. He had to hike a long ways in. It's not like he just showed up on the shore and then ended up in Nineveh. He went a long ways in to get to Nineveh. He was finally obedient. But the amazing thing is, and this should give us all hope for knowing the season that we're in and knowing the reason, is that Jonah's heart didn't exactly just come in line. And so if we're ever wondering like, yeah, I'm trying to be faithful, God, to the season I'm in and knowing the reason I'm in. But sometimes we all know that we're impatient. 
and we just jump to conclusions and we say, well, I don't want those people to be saved. He goes there anyway and they repent. God works through Jonah's even just lack of cooperation. And God even worked through Jonah to do a miracle. I wonder if any of us can relate to that. Any of us like to save people, like to serve people and save people, got, you know, some people like just keep going after people. Some people don't want to get out of their comfort zone. We're all in different seasons of life and being able to identify the reason for the season is, is so good during Christmas time because we so like to thank God for the lights and the ornaments and then what's hard is we look at other people's life and we see maybe on social media or something and we just assume that their, their life is perfect and that everything we look at in their life, they have it all figured out. And the more you grow and the more you think about it, the more people you know, you realize that those perfect pictures are really not a perfect picture and that we all struggle. We all struggle with our our inclinations to want this life to be perfect and to want to just have this perfect season and then the reason almost becomes the season and we forget the whole point. We forget the whole point of God wants us to grow into. The third person we're gonna look at is uh, Martha. Martha and Mary. It's gonna be in Luke on page 869. This is a this is a classic one and probably one of the best ones for this Christmas season. It's on a, page 869, Luke, Luke 10, Luke 10, sorry, I said Luke 11, Luke 10, and this simple story, this simple story that we have Martha and Mary and they miss the reason for the season. Let's see if we can pick it up here. Now, as, we went, as, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him, Jesus, into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So there's this awkwardness right there because Mary was there, right? And Martha was there hoping to throw down the trump card and get my sister to start helping in the kitchen. That sounds like families, right? Nothing's changed, right? Get helping in the kitchen! And then other of us just want to relax and let the dishes kind of accumulate because that takes less work, right? But we miss it. We miss that season and we miss the reason. I wonder what it would look like if we were able to identify the fact that Jesus died for us. And even though this is awkward like it must have been with Martha and Mary, this awkward interruption where Martha throws the trump card down and Jesus basically said, hey, your sister has actually chosen the better thing. Mary knew in that moment that it was a reason, the reason that she was there for is to sit at the Lord's feet. There's a season that we're all in in our lives. 
And most of the time what we do in this season of our lives, if, a, if it's positive, we just want more of it, right? If it's negative, what do we want to do? We want to change it. We want to take those circumstances, identify where it's coming from, stop it, put a plug in it, throw some plaster over the crack. We want to take the stuff that's on the floor and we want to lift up the rug and sweep it under the rug, right? We, oh, what's that? Oh, nothing. I just want to sweep that under the rug. And if we could stop and learn to identify that with Jesus, Jesus comes as a baby and this wonderful story and the wise men and the trumpets and the angels and all these wonderful things that God provided and then the wise men gave gifts and all these things and we kind of go, yeah, it's so good, it's so perfect and then the world is just gonna be fine and then everything erupts and Mary and Joseph are fleeing for their lives and babies are getting killed on account of Jesus. Wow, what's the reason for that? God, why didn't you stop that? That's gonna be a question that we're gonna be able to chew on and learn from when we're in heaven because I can tell you I've studied that a long time and you can come up with short answers and long answers for it, but the fact of the matter is it's tragic. It's tragic and there's something about God that he allows things to happen in our lives. He, he allows suffering and then we gotta go, okay, it's there, we know from James, consider it pure joy my brothers, when trials come your way, because trials are there for your own good. So that would be a reason, right, for the season. If we could learn to look at our lives and say, okay, God, what season am I in? If we could look at Peter, if we could look at Jonah, if we could look at, at, at Martha and learn from them to, to just open up the Bible and say, okay, God, I wanna learn about what other people did. What do you think God could do? Jesus died for us. And he didn't die just uh, because he wanted to make things nicer. He died for us to save us from hell, eternal separation from God. That season that Jesus was in was a, was a relatively brief 30-year season, 33-year-old season. And he really did ministry, the accounts of the New Testament, that short section of scripture is only three years. There was a season that God was working on in human history that there was tons of reasons, there was tons of things that we can learn from it. And what if we were able to do that, like we're able to stop, and if we could identify what season we're in and identify the people in the Bible that we're kind of like, like Peter or like Jonah or like Martha, kind of, hey, okay, God, I see how you dealt with these people. Maybe you're dealing with me the same way. And maybe then we could identify the season we're in and then what are the reasons. And then I think as it all comes, comes together that we could be thankful for whatever season we're in. And that if we could put together the details, if we could if we could take these seasons in our life and say, okay, God, I'm listening. I'm listening. What are the opportunities that I have right now in this season? What are the opportunities God is giving you right now? Rather than wanting to get to the next season of your life, which I can definitely relate to, 
I'm just wanting the season to be over and get into the next season. I would like to be in that season where everything's right and good and where everything's hunky-dory and there's lights and Instagrammable photos and all that stuff. Wouldn't that be wonderful? We all like that. But God has got a different story that he's trying to teach us. And it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to, uh uh-oh, there's another O word, obedience. There's an opportunity for obedience. And when we look, when it all settles down, God is doing something in our lives. He's doing something in our lives as a church. He's doing something in your life as a parent, as a grandparent, as a, as a, in your vocation, in your spiritual gifts. Will you say yes? Will we say yes together? So we could identify and we could say, okay, I've got an opportunity for obedience. I've got an opportunity for obedience. And if we know ourselves, we're going to be able to identify like, I'm going to be like Peter and I'm going to fight. Or I'm going to be like Jonah, I'm going to run. Or I'm going to be like Martha and I'm just going to busy myself with all this other stuff. I don't have time to get in the Word and I don't have time to pray. And God, I just throw up the prayer as I'm flying somewhere and as things, the wheels are falling off, then you pray, Right? Or do we cultivate that time of prayer where we say, God, I want, to be, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for the season that I'm in. I want to be able to see the reason. And then you'll have the opportunity to celebrate. Because the, the awkward friend of Christmas is sacrifice. That's like the awkward friend. It's like the perfect manicured tree. And right next to that, is a cross. The perfect manicured tree of life that we want, where we want everything perfect, right behind it is a cross. Will we take the opportunity to be obedient to the cross that God gives us and to be able to identify the reason for the season that we're in? Let's pray. I want to invite the music team forward as we, as we close out. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for each individual season that we're in. We thank you for showing us in so many ways that when you show up with lights and beautiful things and shepherds and trumpets and angels and wise men, that also there's trouble that's on the horizon. And Father, we just lay down our own idolatry of wanting life to be perfect. And we pick, pick up our eyes to you, knowing that with your grace and with your power, we can be obedient to the opportunity you give us to talk to you about the season that we're in. Ask you to give us wisdom about the reason for that season. Father, you could give us grace to embrace hardship, embrace suffering, embrace persecution, to endure. 
just like you did on the cross. Father, we thank you for your love for us and Holy Spirit for you giving us the power and the strength to continue and to ask the question, what's the reason for the season? Amen.